Welcome to the Three Hokages Podcast. We're your hosts, Kay, Kareem, and Hanif. Have you been playing any of your video games, uh, Kareem? Have you played uh, Horizon uh, Forbidden West? Um, I did. I, I started it. Um, playing like the first 10 minutes of it, I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad this game is back. Um, I enjoy the world so much, the characters. It was just, it was just pretty good to explore. So I did play it a lot um, that first day. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. I think so far it, it has the potential to be better than the first one. Um, but I have not played it since. Wow. Um, okay. And, and <laughs> that's fun. no fault of its own. No fault of its own. I, I, well, it kind of sounds like it's some so fault. Far, from what I've seen other people saying about it, it seems like it holds up. Um, at one point, I literally spent like 10 minutes trying to get the perfect angle and photo mode just to show you how much I was enjoying the game. Um, but then I started Elden Ring. And <laughs> I am literally obsessed with this game. <laughs> Are you going to buy the Elden played... Ring chair? Wait, you, you have to send me the link to that because this is my first time hearing about that. So I'm I'm gonna need a link. You can't just drop something like that and not oh, provide a link to it. <laughs> my bad. There's an Elden Ring gaming chair. I will find it and then I will send it to you. I didn't even know they had an Elden Ring uh, chair. Uh, yeah. so, uh, now well, before we, we go to that, have you played um, Horizon? Oh yeah, I'm I'm level. I'm like a level forty nine. I'm I've been. Wow. Ask Kirsten. I, I have to fad. I stay up for like a good two hours, just cranking in, and I get. <laughs> <laughs> and I, again that's and that's the joys of, of working from home is that you know i i'm not i usually have that, that game on almost all day if i'm not actively playing it's like pause and i'm sitting here working okay i'm gonna treat myself to a few more minutes of playing video game and i get back to work or something like that but yeah i, I love the game it's a, um, a huge map um i don't even know how far along i am as far as like am i at the halfway point uh, or am I more, I, I feel like I might be past the halfway point, but there's still a lot more cauldrons to unlock. Um, a lot of, the, I'm doing mostly side missions. Like I don't really do for RPGs. I don't really do just the missions themselves. And just, I do like all the side stuff I can and then come back to the main mission. So I'm kind of OP'd right now when it comes back to the side. I think the main missions, I think I would be like a level 32, level 35. I'm like a 47, 49. I'm just going in, like, hacking and slashing my way through a lot of those dinosaurs and, and creatures and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, few things that is enjoyable. As you and you can feel the strength of your character at the level and up compared to, um, you know, creatures or characters you met before. So there's, there's no better feeling than that. Um, how would you compare it to the first one? Um. This one, uh, well, it's similar to the first one. They have the different environments, you know, the snow, the tropical, uh, the desert-like climate, which is fine. Uh, this one now has new new um, animals, has a lot more new animals in it. So they still have, like, I'm not sure if you played the DLC from the first one, where they had like the frost bears and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they, they have those. They have, um, I don't want to spoil it as far as the different type of animals, but there's a lot, a few more dinosaurs. There's a lot more underwater Um uh, levels and areas so you like i'm in the ocean uh swimming there and there's the, the crocodiles down there uh there's like a loch ness monster kind of creature like there's a plesiosaur you got to fight those kind of things so it's it's a lot of different animals and a lot of different scenarios that you have to um uh encounter 
but yeah, you, you, you still got a ways to go. So yeah, yeah, I just got into the open world part of it where mm-hmm. you can truly start exploring. Um, but I was enjoying it. I mean, the the graphics look incredible. The scenery, um, the animals, the reason why you have to travel, and and how they create a completely different area for you to to interact with, and why you have new villains. Um, mm-hmm. I think that was all, at least from the beginning of the game. I think that was all excellently laid out. Um, where it seemed like okay, this is what's going on. Um, especially with the twist at the end of the first game, they just bringing that back at least now with silence for me um early on it's like what is really going on and what really happened that let it let everything to be the way it is now so i, I just find it really interesting and um even in my brief time playing it made me realize how much i miss being in that world yeah and then you're you're at the part um like you said you, you mentioned silas um so i think you have to go further west or so and then you have to like go to like a um a conclave, like a big meeting with the different tribes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you're you're really at the that to me that's really just the beginning. Yeah, it's like right after the tutorial kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because then that's like I said, it opens up the whole world, and you got all these different tribes you interact with, and I like how each tribe has a different, um, uh, not so much color scheme, but they have their different tribal markers and stuff. Like some people would dress with those those fuchsia colors. Others with more like red and yellows, depending upon the environment they're in um, and things. And that's pretty cool. It is. It is. So what is the favorite um, either weapon or animal that you like to use or ride so far? Uh, I've only been able to to override the the charger or the ram and the um, look like a bull. I guess it's called a bristleback. But there's an animal that you can, um, I've, I'm able to override a lot more creatures, but to enable to actually ride them, I believe there's only three. I think it's the two on the land, and then there's a, like a pterodactyl bird that you can uh, override eventually. I saw online you can override and, and eventually be able to fly, but I haven't unlocked that ability yet. So um, right now it's just those, but you, you get the arrows where you can turn the animals into berserker mode. So if you're hiding, you can shoot them. They can then attack other robot animals around them. So I, I often use that. But there's a lot of, different. again, there's a lot of boss creatures out there, um, like the giant cobras. There's like basically two-story tall snakes, uh, the, <laughs> the, T, the T-Rex. They got uh, raptors. They have um, hippos. And um, what's another creature that gave me problems? Well, they all good. Well, if the kids didn't tell it to you, all of the creatures gave, gave me problems <laughs> when I was dying, but... Um, there was another one that was uh, problematic. Uh, the jaguars, those are back, the ones that can turn invisible and then they'll yeah. like, reappear and throw the landmines down and they'll disappear again. Like, like Predator, you'll see their, uh, their shadow in the, in the foliage. You got to try to track them down. Those give me some problems as well. Hmm. Oh, yeah. See, I, I want to play it again. I do want to jump back into it and I, I know for sure I will. Um, yeah. I'm glad to hear you're having a lot of fun because it, it left an impression on me. Believe it or not, it did. Yeah, I, I guess we'll do a more in-depth review. I guess once you get further along and, and when I finish it, we can come, uh, jump back to it uh, and chop it up on there. Uh, but I think we really all want to discuss the Batman. Uh, you still, you're, well, <laughs> hey, Kareem, <laughs> I know you didn't see it, Kay. Uh, Kareem, did you see uh, the Batman? Um, I did. I did. Okay. 
and um, I, I I loved it. You loved it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Did I'm, you love I'm, all three hours of it though? Like it didn't need to be I did. It didn't need to be that long. I, I saw it in theaters uh this past Monday. Um I well it, there were there were parts of it that I did not enjoy. Uh but overall I thought it was it, it was okay. It was okay. I don't know if it, I would say it's better than um, Dark Knight Returns. I don't know if it was. I, I don't think it's better than that. I still think um, that was a good movie. I do appreciate this version of Riddler over John, uh, Jim Carrey's version of Riddler. This one was. This movie felt like um, Seven, honestly. Like it's you no, know, it's, it's gritty. Um, the they're not pulling any punches as far as the violence uh, that the that the Riddler um, puts on any of his victims uh, from I think the first few minutes when you see that the Riddler uh, uh, kills the mayor it's like uh, I mean that's that's not a spoiler I mean it's the first five minutes of the movie you know Riddler kills the mayor and it's not like oh he just he just like oh he, he pushes him off the ledge and he just you know he just we assume he dies no he he stood up with the hammer you know, bow, bow. <laughs> it's like oh damn damn okay <laughs> Um, but I, I do appreciate that, and they, and they don't have us go through the whole. Uh, Bruce Wayne was a little boy, and his his family was killed in front of him. And no, okay. he, he's already. This is like year two Batman. This is already him uh, helping out the police. They already have you know. Um, uh, they already have him established as the Cape Crusader. There's no, oh, how to become Batman. None of that. Don't have to worry about that. So I'm fine. That that gave me a. a that's a positive in my mind. We don't have to re do the origin story every time we have a new Batman movie. No, we don't. Yeah, like, like Spider-Man. No, we don't need to do an origin story each time we switch Spider-Man. No, we know Uncle Ben dies, he becomes uh, the new Spider-Man, and we go from there. Um, well, except for in this, except for in Peter's case. No. Uncle Ben Ben did. Um, in this case, <laughs> they threw it up. They threw us that change. It wasn't Uncle Ben. It was the hot and May. Like, really? You killed the hot and May? Like, why? Okay. Somebody had somebody had to suffer, right? Some <laughs> but um yeah, so Kareem, what did what did you think of it? Like, what was your initial reaction? And then we can break it down. This will be a spoiler-laden uh Batman, so a Batman review. So if you don't want to hear the spoilers, you know, give yourself a few days, wait to come back to it after. I'll do it. Just- uh, Man, my thought is this. If you have made it this far without hearing spoilers, you, whatever, just turn this off. Don't listen to us. Don't, don't. But, like, I haven't seen it. And I'm really, like, it's just because I haven't felt sick. And also, the, the thought of three hours in a movie theater right now is still kind of... Eh, 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 eh. But I'm like, I want to see it, but I know, like, I knew I was waiting to watch for it to come on TV. Like, not on TV, but on streaming services. Mm-hmm. So... And even now, I'm like, I don't care. I've looked at all the spoilers. No, I know that voice at the end. I don't care. It's not going to change me watching it. But Karimia, what was your thoughts? Um, I actually seen it. I, I, I actually, I loved it. Um, because to me, it, it felt like watching a really good um, comic book story off on screen. So it's like, it felt like it was six or eight issues of a really good story. Um, on screen and and i feel that way because it's not just the characters they introduce but the world building so that's why i enjoyed the length of it because it it wasn't so much every scene is action-packed as much as it is okay it's enjoyable and it's laying the foundation for certain things to come so it really felt like a year two batman 
Um, you saw him taking notes in his notebooks, saying this is year two of his experiment. Um, so it, it really put everyone in a position where it left them with room for growth without rehashing everything that we already know about the character. Like you just mentioned, like his parents died. This is where it is. This is where he's at in his life, where he's trying to really make a difference. So the relationship with Alfred isn't what we expect it to be because it's not what we're used to seeing. Um, he doesn't have the same view of Alfred in this as he does in later years, of course. But to me, it was believable how he transitioned from where he was in the beginning to how he started viewing things differently towards the end. And this is one of the things that I enjoyed about this Batman movie, because the past few Batman movies, uh, reincarnations, it's been, how can we make it darker than the last one? And it's like, okay, at a certain point, it gets absurd. Um, so even though I like The Dark Knight Rises, it was kind of like, look, I don't want to see Batman with a torn ACL. I don't. I don't want to see that. It's like, it's like, you know, I don't want to spend three hours with Batman with a torn ACL. You know, he's like on the injured list and you have every cop in Gotham run into a cave for an unknown reason and they all get trapped for a few hours. And everyone in Gotham just turns to the worst of themselves. I get it. I get it. And I did enjoy the movie, but it's like, okay, come on. Where is the hope at? Where is like anyone trying to respond? People trying to stand up. Everything doesn't have to be dark to the point where it's like, okay, people would really not respond like that. And I think this is what made this movie so great because it finally explored the reality of how Batman's actions sometimes can lead to things becoming worse where people can look at him as, hey, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it, but not in a good way. So in the, in the beginning of the movie, when they, they, we've seen this scene on all the trailers where Batman just beats down this, this crew of you know, Joker-faced um, criminals. But the person he saved is also scared of him. And it's like, okay, that's cool. You know, Batman, he doesn't play around. But then towards the end, when he's saving someone, instead of them being afraid of him, they don't want to let him go. So it is kind of like that transition throughout the movie where he's growing and he's going, to, he's starting to understand what kind of impact he's having. So the Riddler to me was pretty dope. You know, he didn't feel gimmicky. Um, I liked his line of, you know, you're not as bright as I thought you were. <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's a crucial moment in the movie. I'm not going to give that away. But he was really disappointed at one point, like, wait a minute. You didn't figure it all out just yet. You're not as smart as I thought you were. Um, mm. And that shows that Batman was still developing. But we got to see him as a detective. We got him trying to solve crimes. We got to see where his disconnect was because he was so out of touch with the everyday person at that point where even simple hints or simple clues, he wouldn't know because he didn't have that experience. So even in terms of the carpenter tools, that would have been, that was a big hint that he would not have been aware of because why? Because he grew up in a mansion. And that was in ways talked about. They did mention white privilege. Um, they did talk about Selena Kyle's background and how um, she didn't have certain things that he may have had access to. But the one thing I like about the Riddler's character is he was completely unassuming. It, it, he wasn't like somebody that was just so deranged. You could say, oh yeah, I get it. <laughs> he looked the least intimidating as possible 
And I thought that was a really good message in light of what we see in this world today where you can have this issue and these concerns where um, the everyday person could think it's okay to storm the Capitol. And so I think they were able to walk the line of realism without becoming comic or without becoming to the point where it's like, ah, that's a little bit too much because it didn't feel gimmicky. It did show that, okay, some people do have um, mental illnesses, but obviously if this is work of fiction, where it can be exaggerated, where even it's like, well, wait, does Batman, does he have a mental illness too? Of course yes. he does, to some extent. <laughs> but this movie touches on that. And then that's what I enjoyed about it. it, it I think this movie explored the history of the character and the structure of Gotham better than any movie um, and slightly better than Batman Begins. So I just really love the layers in this movie, the way the characters grew from the beginning to the end, their foundation and laid for future movies. Um, and, and they did touch on certain social issues and the impact that that has on the everyday population. Um, so I thought it was an excellent movie and I, I really enjoyed all of it because they captured all the different characteristics of Batman, um, unlike other movies where it's just a matter of trying to make him dark. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, one thing I, I was probably going to mention is that at the op- one of the opening scenes when where Batman comes in, um, the group of people who was who's uh, uh, I guess the clown face group or whatever that was on the train, the one boy, the the light skinned uh, black kid, he's actually plays Tim Drake and yeah. uh, <laughs> HBO Max's Titans. I was like, oh, is this going to be Robin <laughs> in the next the Batman movie? Like, is, is that a way to to, to either um, tease us for that possibly uh which I either... no no he didn't no. He, he just looked at batman and ran off he's the one he was the one, only person who didn't want to like try to rob the guy on the train and so after batman beat the snot out of everybody he was sitting there looking scared and then he ran off and then uh um then the victim saw batman and said oh please don't hurt me and then he ran off and then batman disappeared into the darkness but i enjoyed the opening scene and I, I like what he, Batman or Bruce Wayne was saying as, when, as he's writing into his journals. Was basically, I, I embrace the fear. Now, I, I know this is, this is my weapon, just you know, embracing the darkness. And then them using that as juxtaposition with him coming, uh, all of the criminals seeing, that, seeing the uh, bat signal in the air and all of a sudden they begin to get worried about the actions that they're taking, that they're actively doing because they're in fear that you know, Batman's right around the corner, like a boogeyman, like he's in that dark uh, corner or that dark hallway that they're looking at uh, while they're committing the crimes, he might be there. So they, you know, they begin to second guess themselves and they begin to scamper into the, uh, further into the darkness. Uh, I thought that was nice. Um, yeah. There's certain things I was kind of puzzled, like, you know, um, the Bruce Wayne version of Batman, you know, when he's not in, in his uh, cape and cowl, he had the grunge look to him, like the hair is all matted down in his face. And I'm not sure if that's supposed to go coincide with the um, Nirvana uh, soundtrack that he kept blasting throughout the entire uh, movie. Like, okay, is that what they're going for? Is, it, is Gotham now Seattle? I'm not sure what's really so, happening right now, but we'll go okay. ahead. Was, so that, a question. So is it supposed to be like set during the 90s or is it supposed no, to be contemporary? No, because it, it's supposed to, they, say, they clearly say in 2001 uh, Bruce Wayne's family was murdered when they were coming from a movie. So yeah. technically uh, the, the, the memes are correct. You know, they might have been taking little Brucey to go see Shrek in, in the movie theater <laughs> and, he, and out pops a, a villain 
bam, pops him. No, so he, no, so it, that's why to me it was kind of confusing. Like you, you keep playing Nirvana, which and I like Nirvana, so it's not like, oh, I don't like this music. It was just it felt it's like completely out of were, date. Right, and and that's sometimes what I get when I watch um, some of the Batman movies, especially even the Gotham TV show, where the cars or some of the technology is not modern day, but it's not exactly olden time. So it's like they're in this weird time warp, kind of like if you look at um, the Batman animated series, where the the cars are like these old 1950s, 1960s, big you know mu- uh, muscle cars, yet they have you know state of the art technology. So it's not. They're like stuck in this weird, almost like Cuba. Like, <laughs> like they're, they're stuck in modern times, but all of the vehicles are not modern. Um, but I, I enjoyed the film. You know why they can get away with that, right? No, why? Because to the kids nowadays, that's old timey music. So when they hear that music, it makes them think, oh, okay, this is back in the day, but they don't have to be accurate. So, like, when we were growing up, all you had to hear play was that song, like, by, was it by the What's the name? The five um, staff was like, ooh, child. You can hear that song. It's about a movie in the 90s. And you would think, oh, yeah, that's old-timey music. So it's the same thing for them now. We hear it and we're like, come on, that music wasn't playing back then. But to the kids, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that old music. So. <laughs> if, I, if I hear the five heartbeats playing in a Batman movie, because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids don't know where time period is from, they think that's anything that was when they were a kid is is, is old music. So, but um, good, but yeah, I, I like I think the Bruce Wayne. You're right. I think they didn't really develop mm-hmm. the Bruce Wayne character because I think at this point in his um, life, which was year two, he was more focused on just being Batman where his statement, where he was in this depressed state almost, where he said it in the movie, um, he doesn't care if he dies. Um, so that's kind of his mentality, where he wasn't taking care of any business, he wasn't doing much, until he realized it put Alfred's life in danger, and then that's what he cared about. He may not have yeah. cared about himself, but he cared about Alfred. And then he also came to realize, and this is somewhat of a spoiler, but because of his neglect of the foundation, every criminal in Gotham was able to use it. So it's like your actions or your inactions, it does have an impact. So not assuming control of the foundation, that every corrupt politician, criminal, um, access to funds they would not normally have. And he also put other people in danger that he cared about. So I think this is where he's going to start to grow. Um, And that's why I think this is a perfect world to keep Batman in and not try to force it with, you know, just to have crossovers, just to have crossovers. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also to to harp on that as well. Um, I like the conversations that, like you mentioned, the, that he was had this conversation with Alfred. Like, I don't care about that. Like, you know, Alfred's trying to tell him you gotta you gotta play. Uh, you you're playing too much of a part of playing Batman. You know, you have to do what's what your normal life is with Bruce Wayne. Take care of the foundation. And uh, he's like, I'm. He's totally focused on catching the Riddler. Totally focused on, you know, cleaning up uh, uh, Gotham as Batman, as opposed to using his funds, using his his uh, privilege and power um, in the daylight as Bruce Wayne to kind of um, clean up Gotham. He'd rather get his hands dirty and, and break somebody's neck as, as Batman. Uh, but speaking <laughs> of breaking neck, I mean, watching the action sequences. And this film was, to me, was a lot more on along the lines of the Arkham, uh, Arkham City yeah. uh, games on the video games consoles, as well as um, 
Man, I mean, he was—I mean, he was beating them down. Like, I, <laughs> I, at one point, he, he was inside a Penguins club, and I think someone hit him with a bat, and like he took the bat and then threw the bat at—he and threw the bat at the other guy with a gun. Like, God, like come on, man. <laughs> these, these guys don't know any better. They're just working. They're just trying to put some some food on their table. They, they're working as a bouncer for the night, and he's shooting them in the leg with his uh, grappling gun and pulling them over. Yeah, right. You know. <laughs> Is that like a worker's compensation injury? Does yeah. Like, what are you, any compensation from that? Nope. Like, nope. No, no, no Obamacare in Gotham, baby. No Obamacare in Gotham. These guys are going home with a hole in their leg. But, I mean, this was definitely, to me, was the more brutal version of Batman that we've ever seen on the, on the big screen. I mean, you can, I guess you can compare his fight sequences to Ben Affleck's and Batman versus Superman or, or, or the uh, Justice League movie, but that, that, to me, it pales in comparison to the way they filmed these scenes. Um, I think, actually, it was one thing I, I wrote down when I left the theater was that um, looking towards the end, towards the middle end of the movie, there's a, the, you've seen in the trails where it's like a dark hallway and the, the thugs are shooting at shooting at him, and he's just eating the bullets, and he's beating them up one by one. I don't. I guess what are your top three hallway scenes? Like I got that. I got Darth yeah. Vader uh, on on um, uh, going down the hallway inside the Calamari Cruiser. I got um, Daredevil <laughs> yeah, season Devil. one going down yeah. the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, whose hallway scene was hitting most? Was was hitting the best? I mean, he was just yeah. I think the way that Matt Reeves filmed that scene was really it was really nice. Um, I can go on as far as details go in regards to what I didn't like about the movie, but that's to me it was more it was more nitpicking because I mean if it's uh, you know he gets shot in the chest and um, he doesn't have a problem with that, but then he used a grappling hook when he's looking for the for the riddler he bashes into his apartment and he hear him groaning to get over the wall like you just finished eating a shotgun like why are you now yeah. a, uh, doing the old man coming over the windowsill when you just like. Cause the adrenaline is no longer pumping. Like, yo, he was like, I was good. I'm fighting. Y'all, y'all shooting at me. I fall into a building. It's like, yo, wait, I'm real. I'm, I'm human. <laughs> so you mentioned adrenaline. Why? He he does. Uh, at one point, he does have some green serum that he injects in himself. So I'm wondering if that's supposed to be an Easter egg towards the Bane, Bane. The serum that that Bane takes. Because they don't mention Bane at all. But I wonder if that's like a. Um, an Easter egg, yeah. or that's something that they'll possibly, if they do decide to make future Batman movies, they can, you know, oh, remember you used this and they got from Wayne Technologies and it was robbed and now we have a, a big-ass luchador running through Gotham. Like, I don't know, but that was pretty cool <laughs> to see because he, he, he injected himself and then he was just, he got up and he was beating up on people and, they, and even the, uh, well, Lieutenant Gordon had to come over. It's like, it's like Batman. He's like, he was still <laughs> punching his face. And, oh, oh, I forgot myself. <laughs> um but all in all i I would say um it is one of i for me anyway it's i would say it's one of my top three batman movies i still would pick um michael keaton's batman then christian bill's batman um with uh heath ledger uh that the batman returns uh i'm sorry dark knight rises and then the Batman. That's how that's how I would rate it as far as the top three Batman. But it, I agree with Kim. It doesn't need to be three hours long. It could have been much more concise than that. It was a lot of um, uh, soaking up screen time to uh, to show for s- cinematography that it didn't need to be there. Um, but then we wouldn't have gotten as much Catwoman as we did. <sighs> Listen, <laughs> I okay. I, I have a question. Was she good? As, was was her she, Catwoman good or no? She's okay. I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> The thing is with me is I felt Zoe Zoe Kravitz is an attractive individual. I think 
to me, it felt like she was just going through the motions. Um, and I and I take it as far as I don't I never watch any of her other films, so I can't say, oh well, she was better in movie one, two, three as opposed to this. I'm taking it as I've never seen any of her work before, so I don't know if she was just basically mailing it in or not. But it just her face always had an impression, just like I don't really want to be here. But then again, I look at her pictures online, and she has the same face, like the girl from uh, Twilight, with Kristen Stewart has that 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 face where I can't emote well. I just look like I'm just. I'm just in it for a check. That's that kind of that's the kind of face that this Catwoman has. I don't know, Kareem. How did you feel? Did, was that uh, your take on Catwoman as well, or no? Totally opposite. Um, no, it was. I, I thought she was really good as as um, Selena Kyle and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it may have felt like she was was mailing it in in some cases um, because I think they kind of sideline her at certain points in the movie. Now, obviously, it's a Batman movie as opposed to a Catwoman movie. Um, but I think she did have um, the depth and the range and the different sequences, even when she revealed, um, you know, her, her true um, lineage. Um, I think that was, I felt that. Uh, I felt when she lost her friend. Um, and I thought her action sequences were pretty good. So yeah. I enjoyed her as Catwoman. Um, I think that they can give her a little bit more um, next time. Yeah, yeah. I, and she's definitely not like, I'm not, my comments wasn't saying that she's as bad as Halle Berry or something like that. And then whoa, 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 oh, whoa, whoa, shut up. Whoa. We'll stop that. There will be no slander, okay? Oh, so care. wait, 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 wait. So you, are you telling me that Halle Berry's Catwoman is, is a great movie? Okay. Yes or no question? Not... Yes or no question? <laughs> <laughs> It's not a great movie. Yeah, there we go. But yeah. shut, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first off, not, her, her movie was not horrible. But I think everybody was expecting it to be like the Selena Kyle story. And so for me, like I don't I don't see it as DC Catwoman. I think for I feel like it should be more along the lines of like there was a series, there was a movie, like an old movie in the 40s called Cat, the cat woman and it was literally a woman who, tra- who transformed into a cat it's a little bit different but like the fact that this her story was a little bit different because it had the whole i i liken Halle berry's cat woman movie to like buffy the vampire slayer shut up i see your face look see we can this time we're actually <laughs> we're, we're looking at each other yeah, not green green was we, smart we have our cameras on so <laughs> right. everybody got their cameras on except for cream because he was smart but no like, <laughs> like to each generation a slayer was born so for me it's like to each generation a cat woman was born not selena kyle but like not the batman because i like when the woman when the woman pulled out that book and you saw like all the different women that were like that were chosen i was like honestly this is a good storyline i will agree that some liberties were taken that did not need to be taken just stop with the I will agree about that. Some liberties were taken that didn't need to be taken. And yes, it could have been a better movie, but I don't think it was a horrible movie. I liked her better in that than I did as her in Storm. First of all, first of all, you will not talk <laughs> ill of Halle Berry as Storm. First of all, she's, she was the only yeah. person to push to push uh, uh, your boy uh, Charles Xavier around in his wheelchair, <laughs> aka Stroller. That's all she was good for. That, and that one scene where she did the lightning. Other than that, 
We just had to pick, no, we got to find a, a Hollywood's A-list of a black female. Oh, we'll get Halle Berry and we're going to play a yeah. But we digress. We all went into Marvel. Let's, let's focus back on uh, DC. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter here, uh, Catwoman. Okay, do you think she's a, okay, Kareem? You've seen so you've seen you've seen Zoe, uh, Zoe. Do you think she's a better actress than her mother? And and would you like to see her in her own Catwoman movie? Um, so I would say yes, I would like to see her in her own Catwoman movie. Um, I I can't say she's a better <laughs> actress than Lisa Bonet, only because okay. it is. I would say it's different. Movies, different times, different impacts. Um, so for okay. me, like Lisa Bonet is Her childhood. Yeah, exactly. Like, even before Zoe Kravitz was was a thing, it was Lisa Bonet. So okay. I, I just I can't make that comparison. Okay, but you would like to see like so if they were to say we're gonna we're going to branch out and give her a a Catwoman movie like to see well absolutely I will watch it absolutely. Okay. Because I really like what they've been doing with the character in the, you know, in the comic book. Um, And I like how this one is is closer to um, having the the Batman-Catwoman relationship um, that exists now. Um, And so I like that. I like that. Um, Where it's it's more of a a world as opposed to, you know, Batman's just sitting at in front of the computer and there's nobody else that he ever deals with. That's not how it is in the comic books now. Okay. Did y'all like the? I don't care. It's it's spoiler free. The ending. Oh, they um, with, uh, the, they, with they, the voice. Of- yeah, they 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 kind of show you a silhouette of uh, the Joker. He's in the cell next to um, the Riddler, and he's like, "No, everyone needs a friend." And then they both start laughing, and he has a, the cackle laugh. Okay, I mean they didn't. They didn't I mean, you kind of with the the way the sunlight was coming through the cell, you can kind of see the the scar of. Uh, the slice on his face as far as the, 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 the widened smile, but it wasn't anything like, oh, I got to stand up and applaud. This is going to be epic or anything. I treated to the same, same thing in the, the first, in the, the first Christian Bale movie when he, uh, Commissioner Gordon gave him the little Ziploc bag, the evidence bag that had the, the uh, Joker card in it. Like, oh, okay, well, we'll see what's going to happen next movie. That's it. Uh, 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 that was it. Um, I, will, I probably will see it, but I'm, I'm officially no longer excited by uh, like a new Batman movie. Just like after a while, I just feel like this, you, I guess as I grew up or as, as I get older, like, okay, there, there more could be done if I had a billion dollars. <laughs> like I wouldn't be rocking the suit, bu- busting dudes up and uh, up on 125th. I'm not, I, I find that money, find ways to do that, do more with my money than, than make a new uh, uh, bulletproof suit <laughs> and then go to work on some, um, some cats who's hanging out on the block. Um, I enjoyed it, but it's not one of those where I felt like I had to rush to go see it. Like, oh, this is this is epic. This is no, I gotta go see what's gonna happen now. It's like the for me, Batman is a character where they the last 20 almost 30 30 years, actually yeah, 30 years of, of Batman mm-hmm. films, they kind of rinse and repeat the same overall storyline. So it's like uh I'll wait. I know I'm not in a rush to see them. I enjoy them, but I'm not gonna I gotta call out from work, I gotta check this out. I, I gotta see this. I'm um, hopefully then another Batman movie comes out, and maybe they have a different storyline, or maybe different characters that than the normal ones that they always do, which is Two Face, Riddler, uh, uh, Joker, Penguin. Like, show me Clayface. Show me the Hush story arc, or or something like that. Um, even the, something with him battling uh, Deadshot would be pr- pretty cool. Just something different than what we, than the same villains that we've encountered the last. 
25 plus years. There's plenty of villains that Batman has that I'd like to see them do. Uh, I'm very appreciative that they gave us a better version of the Riddler than the, the Jim Carrey. You no, know, he still used the um, uh, wordplay and, 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 and clues and riddles to try to get Batman to figure out uh, where the bombs are or where the, who the bad guy is or what to do or stop me at by this time by whatever you know, riddle or joke that he gives them to solve. That's, that's fine. I enjoy those. I like a little bit of a mystery uh, outside of just I'm walking through a neighborhood bunch, punching people in the face until I find out who the main guy is who I have to then punch in the face some more and, and, and get the damsel at the end of the day. Uh, Cream is right. I uh, know it starts off with the, the, the city of Gotham fearing Batman, um, whether they're uh, innocent individuals or, or criminals to the end of the movie where people are embracing him. The law and order are embracing uh, Batman uh, for saving the day. Um, We'll see what happens. I don't know if they have already slated uh, a second Batman movie. I don't know if the, how this is going to relate to the DCEU. Will he be the new Batman if they decide to make a Justice League movie or uh, Flash Part 2 spinoff or whatever? Will they have uh, Robin Patterson do it? No, it hasn't been confirmed, but we'll see. Oh, yeah, no, the, the Flash is going to retcon everything. All right, that's probably why they what? pushed it back. Wait, wait, wait a second. Haven't... You said Nicolas Cage? He wants to be in the next one. He wants to be in a sequel. As what? Um, Don't say Batman. Said, I, no, he thinks he wants to be Egghead. I think that's what I was hearing before, that he wants to be, <laughs> like, if they do a sequel, he wants to be the Egghead. Don't don't ask me why. Why don't he do his new play face? He could do like face off again. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't want to do face off again. That was so many years ago. <laughs> but, but like I, I said, it's the, the younger crowd don't know about it. <laughs> then go watch. Then, then go watch it. It's on this little thing called a DVD. I mean, or you know, there's a really cool thing called cable, or maybe even a streaming service. Children, you can look at that. But yeah, he's like he wants to be clay. Uh, the egghead and I'm like that's gonna be weird I might watch yeah. it but it's gonna be weird it's like can you out creep Jim Carrey because that's what I think we're going for at this point okay so what was your, your your final review on it um I thought I enjoyed the ending um I, I think they may introduce villains um that we've never seen in the movies before. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I did appreciate that the little hush reference um, during this movie. So I don't know if that means that they're going to turn the villain into a hush persona um, at some point down the line um, because of his conversation with the Joker, which is basically you were so close to actually doing it, you just need a little bit more. Um, so I think, I mean, obviously they're going to have the Joker at some point, even if it's not in the sequel. Um, but I, I think with the way they set up Gotham, they can really open the door to a lot of different villains that they have not had in movies before, or at least to take on it where it kind of feels fresh. But, I mean, we all know that they have Mr. Freeze, uh, who knows who they may have um, lined up, but I, I hope they take this opportunity to introduce new villains that are really exciting or a new organization that Batman faces off against that we've never seen in the movie. So um, maybe even the Court of Owls, who knows? That would be good. Yeah. That would be nice. But I did, I did like the uh, the Hush reference, and I thought, originally I thought that, um, no, I just I thought, I, I, they, the, when they referenced the, the characters from Hush, I kind of got stared towards there thinking that this would be who 
the Riddler is. And so then they kind of turn us back in a different direction, a little twist, which I, I appreciated. Uh, but again, I felt like this was a, if you took seven, add another hour to it and put Brad Pitt inside of a cape and cowl, this is what it is. So what you're saying is we need, we really truly need Brad Pitt to be Batman once, at least one good time. <laughs> I can't see Brad Pitt as Batman, but I, I, I can see him as, as, as Commissioner Gordon or something like that. Uh, just, if they make him Batman, he has to say the line in the movie, what's in the box? What's <laughs> in the box? <laughs> Yeah, the Joker has like one of the wind-up boxes, a jack-in-the-box. What's in the box? Yeah, like, what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Okay, Brad Pitt becomes a joke about becomes a Batman. I'd, I'd watch it just to see him, see if he could do the what's in the box line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I think that's that wraps it up for this episode of the Three Hokages podcast. <laughs> Uh, any la- any last statements in regards to uh, the Batman? Kay, are you going to see the Batman when it gets on to HBO Max? I am. I, I definitely am going to see it. I might see it like if I feel like when I'm feeling better, I'll probably go, I might go see it like during the day, just you know, not with a bunch of people in the theater because I still yeah. again, I'm not feeling that, but I could do it. But I I no, I'm lying. I can't because three not three hours. I'm I'm going to fall asleep. I'm not even going to lie. Like. My attention span, honest to Pete, two hours, 20 minutes. You got me. By that 20th minute of that second hour, I'm like, I'm droning. So I need to watch it at home where I can literally just like pause, go get something to eat, pause, watch some more, pause, go take a nap, come back and watch it. I know. My, my attention span. I'm sorry. I, I, got, I got a TikTok attention span, so... Living a hard life here. First world problems. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I will go see um what I do want to see in theaters though. It's actually not it's uh Mor- Morbius. Morbius? Yeah, I kinda wanna see that. That is that when does that get pushed back to? <laughs> in April. Okay. I think, well Wizarding World, uh the Fantastic Beast Part Three comes out uh, in April. April 15th, I think. It's going to come out April 1st, supposedly. Oh, okay. Supposedly. All right. So that's uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. Uh, roughly two weeks. Yeah. I kind of want to see that. I'm going to take a look. Any last uh, remarks on, on the Batman, Kareem? No, I, I just hope um, they, they continue to move forward in, in this world with these characters. Um, and introduce other characters who fit in the world as opposed to trying to somehow force this into the overall DCEU um, mm-hmm. unless they, they, they maintain what's there. Um, but I, I would love to see uh, the Batman 2 and 3, to be honest with you. I'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook under the name Three Hokages and on Twitter and Twitch while the guys game, which is Three Hokages Podcast. For more episodes and blogs, check us out on www.3hokages.com and that is three, the number, H-O-K-E-G-S dot com. And I feel like Vanna White, those numbers have turned. Thanks again for listening to us. Have a great time.
No itch when I kick it, cause it's pre-ordained. When I spray, pull out three Hokage. Beyond sight, think a nightmare, we move all ways. It's hard to see three ninjas when they move on stage. Now in tune of the sound of the new old age. Bookworms more clever, the stakes is higher, the stakes is higher. Based on the day, it's wire. The culture ain't a case of day-to-day attire. Nah, respect the frame, the man's is fire. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Pay comments, we can speak about us. Yeah. 